Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. If you have a stash of craft supplies that you are ready to turn into cash, then my 10-day workshop for handmade business owners is for you. Stash to Cash is going to give you everything that you need to go from craft supplies to profit in just 10 days. So all you have to do is head on over to s2c.daniellskaminsky.com to grab your copy for only $27. That is the letter S, the number two, the letter C, .daniellskaminsky.com. And you'll find that link in the show notes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Makers Chat Podcast. My name is Danielle Kaminsky, and I really appreciate you being here. Today, I want to talk about pivoting in business, what that means, why you would do it, how you would do it, when you would do it. I want to talk about all these things, and here's why. Most of us in this community, because this is a community for handmade business owners, right? We're makers and artists around here. So the vast majority of us got started in our creative businesses because we had a passion for something. We had a hobby. Turns out we were really good at it. We had a skill set to hone, and now we have a business. So we're always looking to learn, in part because maybe we didn't set out to have a business, and so we're learning as we go. But for many of us, it's because things are always changing. When you're in business for yourself, you have to be open to change and you have to be open to learning how to do new things because if the world around you is changing, you've got to change with it. And that's what pivoting is all about. Very often, the people who are going to make it through tough times in business are the people who are able to adjust, um, correct course, so to speak, and continue to work with within the circumstances around them. Now, that doesn't mean that everything in your business should depend on other people. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. But there are a lot of changes happening in the world right now. I want to tell you a little bit about what I'm seeing, not only in my businesses, but with the people that I'm working with and conversations that I'm having with other creatives. I want to talk about some things as far as why it might be time to pivot, if you need to pivot, and then if so, when to make that decision, when to make that call, and how to go about doing it. So first I want to talk a few reasons why you might need to pivot in business. And I really want to point out that it shouldn't ever just be because you think your product's not selling. I talk on here all the time about if your product isn't selling, it's not necessarily because no one wants it. It's not because things are changing. When you need to pivot in business and make changes, it's because you've been doing something one way And that's not working anymore. And pivoting can be simple, right? It can be a small course correction. Perhaps you used to sell everything on one online platform and all of a sudden that online platform is not giving you the traction that it used to. So now maybe you need to pivot and lean into a new platform or diversify your sales channels so that you're reaching more people, right? Maybe you're pivoting because you've been offering a huge variety of products, but you need to niche down a little bit. Maybe the circumstances are that you can't get all of the supplies that you used to be able to get. And so you have to make changes based on what is available to you so that you can create something that you can sustain. These are just a handful of the things that might be something that means you need to pivot. But again, 
I'm not talking to someone who just started a business who hasn't really gained traction yet. I'm not telling you not to continue to pursue your dreams. That's going to come into the when here in a minute. But if you have been doing your business, your handmade business, your creative business, your service-oriented business for a while now, and it's not really working for you anymore, maybe something has significantly changed like I said, through one of your sales channels, maybe the way that you are able to reach and advertise to customers is different than it used to be. These are a lot of reasons that you might need to pivot. Now, right now, there's a lot of changes happening in the world. And I want to share a little bit about what I'm experiencing. I own a brick and mortar store and I sell products online, but mostly most of my business happens at my brick and mortar, which is an in-person location. We are like many um, vendor malls. When the store first opened eight years ago, eight years ago this summer, you guys, when the store first opened, it was open Wednesday through Saturday. And that was for many, many reasons. Because when you just have a couple of people working to run a business, you have to have more than just Saturday and Sunday off of work or more than just two days a week off because you need those other days. If you're actively standing at a, at a checkout, like, in your business and you're nailed to that location because you have to be there when it's open, you need other days to do things like clean, handle paperwork, handle things like, you know, shopping, right? If you're selling things in your store, you've got to shop for the things to sell. So there's all kinds of other things that go into that. And in case you don't own a brick and mortar and you've always wondered why they're not open more days, it usually depends on how many people are involved in running that establishment. That's why so many boutiques, antique malls, and just brick and mortar stores in general will have a few days a week that they're not open unless they're a large commercial business. Now, lots of local businesses, believe it or not, actually saw a surge in business and traffic in 2020. And that feels bizarre because at the beginning of the year, we were all shut down, right? And so no one really expected that businesses were going to thrive. But what happened was people were still working, right? The economy didn't crash at that point. What happened was people were spending more time investing in their local small businesses. You'll notice a lot of the large commercial businesses made decisions to close some of their brick and mortar locations and consolidate during that time period. So locally owned small businesses, actually, as long as they were able to pivot and reach people differently and serve people in a different way, they found that they actually did really well in 2020. It was a unicorn year, so to speak. And then economy was what it was, right? We had stimulus checks. We had all the other things. People were supporting their local economy. Last year was another great year for most people in creative businesses. But as we all know, Things are happening outside of our country this year that are making things change. Things are happening within our country that are making expenses begin to feel like they're skyrocketing for some of us. Gas prices have gone up. Groceries have gone up. People are honing down. And when that happens, we've seen before from 2008, right, the last time that our country was in a recession, people tend to get more resourceful. They don't spend quite as frivolously and they consolidate their trips so a lot of businesses expanded in the past two years and now they're having to make decisions about how to continue and i'm one of those people i have a brick and mortar and like i said forever ago from wednesday to saturday was when we were open but as time has gone on and we have grown we have added more people we have added more staff we worked ourselves up to seven days a week in 2021 and it was wonderful but things are changing again 
foot traffic is different than it used to be. People aren't making extra trips out of the house. They're shopping when they're already out and about. So as a brick and mortar business owner, I am doing what people are telling me not to do. <laughs> Everyone is telling me, oh, don't change your store hours. That's going to be, you know, the nail in the coffin. That's just the first thing that happens when a store is closing. But for me, it's consolidating resources. It's getting back to the basics of what we do and ensuring that we're going to pull through this on the other side. It's going to change the way we do business just a little bit, but it's also going to pull us back to our roots. Now, that's as a brick and mortar owner, right? If you are a creative and you have been offering so many products, right? Because that was what you had to do. Maybe you added on, you know, purchasing items for resale and wholesaling in your booth and you have huge amounts of inventory and now those things just aren't selling as well. Maybe you need to refocus the products in your booth and get back to handmade, right? If you're not turning over as much volume, then maybe you focus on the things that you can create yourself. It takes a little bit more time, but at the end of the day, there's usually more profit in those products because it was your time and your investment and you, the markups are a little bit higher. Um, we talk about that in my group a lot. And technically, there is a bigger profit margin in handmade because you are not only sourcing and marking things up like they would say if they were buying for resale in a boutique, but you are the creator as well. So you're getting your wholesale markup plus your retail markup when you're selling things retail and there's more margin there. So a lot of people are kind of getting back to that right now. So these are all some of the reasons why you might need to pivot in business right now. So the question is, when do you pivot? When do you make that decision? And I don't ever think that this should be a decision that you make just strictly based on how you feel. It shouldn't be an emotional decision. So don't look at the world around you and say, everything's changing and the sky is falling and I've got to make some changes. Look at the data. Always look at the data. Data over drama, right? I've heard People say that for a long time. Um, and the reality is it's really, I mean, it's true. You need to look at your numbers. So don't think that just because everyone's feeling the stress means that you have to make changes. Look at your numbers. If your sales haven't changed, if your sales are the same trends this year as they were last year or the year before, then you keep doing what you're doing. It's okay. Everybody's not going to have to pivot. But if you look at your sales data and you see a change, pay attention to that change. Pay attention to what is happening. Pay attention to what your community is doing and what people are asking you and needing from you. That's when you know if it's time to pivot or not. If you really need to test something, that's another thing that I think is really important. So I would say about three months ago now, I noticed some trends and I said, okay, is this something that I can't control? Is this something that's outside of my control? Or could I change the way that I market and that I serve people to see if it is in my control, if I, if I have some power over this. And I didn't. I tried for three months. I tested some new things to see if it would work, and it didn't. And so that tells me that it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was circumstances, and I needed to make some changes. So I'm, I'm making big changes in my business, but I'm making those changes so that I can continue to serve the people who are actively customers and actively in my community. I want to stay open for them. I want to continue to provide handmade business owners a place to sell their products. I want to continue to bring unique solutions to the people in our local community. And so we're making adjustments. So that's how you decide. Don't ever make a decision based out of fear 
really, really look at your numbers, look at what you're doing, make sure you're not doing anything different because that's another thing. And I think we've actually talked about that here on the podcast before. A lot of times, if you're feeling anxiety, then you don't even realize it changes your behavior. Maybe you're someone who has been very upbeat and active on social media and so you've always had a lot of traffic in your online store. But when you start to get anxious, maybe you post less. Maybe the words that you use when you're talking with your customers are different. Maybe they sense a change in you and it makes them nervous. And if that happens, then it's not necessarily then you're, you're the thing, right? You're the thing that changed is you and your attitude and your habits. Maybe you're not posting as much as you used to. Maybe you're not advertising or marketing in the same ways that you used to. But if you go back to the drawing board and look at your data, look at what you were doing when things were better and look at what you're doing now. Has it changed? Has, I mean, and if so, how has it changed? Is it something that you can improve on and you can get back up to where you were? Or... Have you not really changed, but maybe you need to try to change? Like I said, I tested some things in my business. I thought, okay, maybe I'm not going all in enough. So I purchased some more product and I went all in on marketing these specific products and it didn't work. So I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm shifting back to something I was doing before, but it may be that you need to go all in. It may be that you look at your trends and your data and you see that, Maybe you haven't been. Maybe you haven't been all in, and that's really what you need to do. But maybe not. Maybe you're. Maybe you are all in. Maybe you have been all in, and what you actually need to do is niche down a little bit. That's not always the answer. I'm, I don't think that that is always the answer. But you need to make sure that you have the capacity to run your business and continue running your business. So if you have all of your money in inventory products that you can't move or in supplies that you can't turn over, then you need to consider whether or not you can cut down on inventory and supplies and focus on the things that you can do that will make you money and continue to serve your customers. So that's when you decide to pivot, when you've actually looked at the data and you see the trends that tell you you need to make some changes. So finally, I want to talk about how. How do you pivot? How do you interpret this information, right? Because that's a lot. That is a lot of critical thinking. That is a lot of variables. But at the end of the day, go back to your customer. Go back to the person that you serve. How do you serve them? What do you do for them? If you are in business and, and, and you're here on this podcast, you've, you've very likely done some branding work. You know who your customers are and you know how you serve them. You know how you work together in the community that you're building with your business. Think about your customer. What are they going through right now? What is changing in their world? What do they need from you? What do they no longer need from you? These are the questions that you need to ask to determine exactly how you need to pivot. So again, just for example's sake, we are going to cut our hours back down at my store. And like I said, people, people tell me that that's something that you don't want to do. But for us, we're doing it because we need to consolidate our, our energy. We need to make sure that when we are there, we're able to serve our customers well. And what our customers need from us is for us to stay open, right? To give them a place to go, to be inspired. They need for us to continue to carry some of the products that they use to do their own creative work. They need to see us be innovative so that they can be innovative themselves. And while people might not be spending quite as much money on luxuries these days, 
everyone will continue to have birthdays, right? We will continue to have essential needs. We're still going to take showers. So the soap makers out there are going to need to continue to make all their bath and body products, right? If you have an essential product, then by all means, you want to ramp that up. Maybe you don't sell as many places as you used to. Maybe you focus your energy. If you had, say, three or four different store locations at one point, maybe you are going to focus your energy to the two, you know, the two that are most profitable or something to that effect Um, for different businesses. Maybe if you do craft fairs, maybe you're going to have to be more selective about your craft fairs so that you can bring more inventory to the ones that you do attend and advertise those more heavily because maybe you can't afford to put gas in your car to go to a craft fair every single weekend. That's a reality, right? For me, our customers, they're shopping when they're already out of the house. They're shopping on the weekends. They're shopping on their lunch break, right? At night, they're going home because they're making dinner at home with their family right now. They're not going out to eat quite as much because they're watching their pennies. So I'm taking all of these things into consideration when we're talking about shifting the hours. I'm thinking about our customer, what they're doing, what they are showing us that they need from us, and what they don't need from us anymore. I really struggled with a decision to end a Friday night series that we started last year because our customers have basically shown us that they don't need it anymore. There's more happening in the world now. They have more options. What they need from us is a place to shop for gifts and essentials and furniture and the things that they need for their home. They don't need music and entertainment from us like they did last year when there weren't as many options. So... I, there's some pride there, right? And I was actually at a conference last week and one of the speakers um, used the phrase and it was, oh, what was his name? Chris Burton with a glimpse inside. That's his YouTube channel. And he said, nobody ever choked on anything by swallowing their pride. Now, I don't know if he stole that from someone else or if it was something that he came up with himself, but that really struck me. And that was a moment where I had to go, you know what? Yeah, I've been talking about how we were going to do this. Yes, I've been advertising this, but Basically, people have let us know that it's not something that they need or want. So I was pushing through and being stubborn about it strictly out of pride because I didn't want to change things. And you can't do that. You can't do that in business. You can't make decisions based on pride. You have to make decisions based on what your customers need from you. And sometimes you got to suck it up, right? You got to swallow it down no matter how bad it tastes and move forward. So that was a decision that I had to make too. So think about that. If the only thing that's holding you back from making the changes that are necessary to get your business through a tough time, swallow your pride. It's better to swallow your pride and know that your business is still going to be here two, three, four, ten years from now than to hang on to that pride and not be willing to change anything and watch your business die a slow death and burn you out. When you have to make changes in your business, sometimes it's for your customers, sometimes it's for you. I've also worked with a few people lately that they just didn't love what they were doing anymore. They just didn't. And sometimes you can refine that passion and sometimes you can't. And if you don't love what you do anymore and it's becoming so hard that you just can't, sometimes the decision is to let it go. And I am always the one who's going to be super, super encouraging and tell you to power through because success might be just on the other side of this hurdle. But I'm watching a lot of people hurting right now because they don't want to let go, but they don't really want it anymore. So I'm going to end by saying there's something to be said for listening to your what you need. 
because your customers are important, but your customers are your customers because they like you, right? They're going to want you to do what's best for you too. So we're going into a season of change. Don't be afraid of the change, but don't make decisions based on fear. Look at the data in your business. Don't let somebody else make decisions for you. Use some critical thinking to make those decisions for yourself and then make the decisions for yourself. Make sure that you're going to be happy with the changes you make and make sure that you can live with it. It's going to be uncomfortable. Change always is. But I just want to leave you with that. Make sure that you're doing what's right for you, that you're not making decisions based on fear, that you're not making decisions without truly looking at the data and making sure that you have the capacity to do whatever it is that you're going to commit to doing. Okay? So, that is my, my talk on pivoting. That's what I wanted to leave you with today. So hopefully a lot of you will have taken a lot away from this. Hopefully this has got you thinking about things. Hopefully some of you are doing so awesome that you don't even need to think about pivoting. I hope that your business, your specific business is already recession proof and you don't need to make any changes. But if you do need to make changes, I want you to feel encouraged by this. I don't want this to be a discouraging chat. I want you to walk away realizing that you do have the power to make the changes that need to be made. It might be hard. It might be a lot of work, but you can do hard things. You absolutely can do hard things. And you're not afraid of work or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now, right? So y'all have a great week and we'll see you back here in the next episode. Have you gotten your ticket yet to the Makers and Shakers Small Business Conference? Join us this September in Spartanburg, South Carolina for a three-day small business conference with a lineup of incredible speakers that have been killing it in their handmade and creative businesses. Simply head over to makersandshakersconference.com to register today and get more information. We'll see you there. That's all for today's episode of the Makers Chat Podcast. Be sure to join us inside the free community on Facebook. You'll find that link in our show notes and follow along on Instagram and Facebook. We can't wait to see you next time. In the meantime, have a beautiful week.